Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Final half hour of Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens here. Jake Bach over there. Sailing through a Monday. 10th seeded Nebraska volleyball team advanced to the 10th straight, their 10th straight NCAA regional on Saturday. A sweep of Florida State after a sweep of Campbell on Friday night. Nebraska now 23 and 7 and headed to the Sweet 16 in Austin, Texas, where they will take on Illinois, a team that they've beaten twice already this this year. Uh, And we'll start there with Tanya Taki. Hi, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. I kind of still have my voice issue from last week, yeah. but I'm powering through uh, and uh, on the mend. Uh, they look good this weekend. Did Nebraska volleyball uh, with straight uh, set sweeps <laughs> over both Campbell and Florida State? What did they do well in your mind this weekend? Well, I mean, I was actually kind of surprised in his lineups again. Like I thought, you know, this is the time of year to go consistent and try to build our confidence with each other. So I was a little bit surprised that we didn't ever see Lexi Sun in that um, second game against Florida State. But, um, I mean, Allie Batenhorst played great, and I don't know what – the problem is I don't know what that means. Is that who we're going with? Is she gets a shot until she messes up and then we put Sun in? Or what do we got going on? And I've never been, like, scared, nervous, excited, worried about the lineup going into the – you know, third and fourth round of NCAA tournament. Like, by now, we kind of know who we got and what we're doing, right. if that makes any sense. Well, they have a lot of freshmen, and they're trying to get them involved, and they did. You mentioned Allie Batenhorst uh, played a lot in the place of Lexi Soon. We've seen Krause all year long. Uh, Nebraska did play well, 12 high, uh, uh, match high 12 digs, uh, actually 15 digs from Maddie Kubek, 12 kills from her. Allie Batenhorst had 11 kills, uh, hit three oh eight. Uh, for that match, Lauren Stiverns, her normal great self uh, with 10 kills. So they're playing well at the right time. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's just a, a Nebraska scenario that I haven't ever been a part of. Yeah. Like you look on Facebook to see who's starting and we're in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Like, I don't know, is Whitney Lowenstein going to play, yeah. you know, against um, Illinois? Or are we going with Krause? Are we going with Sun? Are we going with Horse? Like, that's a lot of questions. You know, usually that's not where we're at at this point in yeah. the season. Why do you think that is? Is it, I mean, just what John Cook sometimes says is whoever practiced the best, whoever practices the best on a regular basis, plays. And it must be somebody different all the time. Right. Well, I mean, I, I want to say that this is kind of a Husker rebuilding year, even though how can you even say that when we're in, the, like, the top ten? But yeah. it just it just feels like we're building for the future, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, you know, when you talk about a rebuilding year, you know, you fall out of the top 25 or, or you're, you know, you don't have a, your, you know, veteran setters back and, you know, we have two veteran middles in. And so it's, it's hard for me to say it's a rebuilding year. I don't know that's quite, quite the right word. But I think what he's trying to do is he's saying, hey, we have these great freshmen. I want them to get this NCAA experience. 
And then I want to be able to build on that going forward. And if at the same time we finish, you know, beat Illinois or, you know, have a shot at Texas, you know, I mean, just because we've beaten Illinois twice, I don't know that that says anything just because, you know, we're a different team than when we played Illinois and then Illinois is a different team since yeah. we played Illinois. So yeah. um, I think beating a team three times in a season is always a challenge. So it actually kind of makes me a little nervous. I don't like that feeling, um, especially since I don't know which – how can I be nervous or excited when I don't know who's starting and who's playing, and, you know, that kind of thing. So, like I said, it's kind of a different um, scenario that Nebraska's been in. But, I mean, I think I'm just shedding light on the fact that it's different. It's weird. It's, it's, but that's where we're at. And, you know, COVID did this to us, you know, having these super mm-hmm. senior teams coming back. And so that's just the, you know, the state of the situation. And I think, we've, you know, they've done a really good job of embracing it and making the most out of the season and seeing how far we can go. Former Husker great Tanya Taki is our guest of uh, Husker One, volleyball coach there. They do play Thursday night, 8.30, a late start against a team that they have beaten twice. Uh, what is Nebraska looking at uh, uh, versus Illinois on Thursday? You know, I I really think, you know, watch. I actually watched the Illinois game, um, and Illinois just seemed to be, like, clicking. I, I mean, that's the only word I can use, like, they were just all in all cylinders. I didn't. I don't know any of the girls' names, but they were just passing really well and defending really well so that their setter was in a good mm-hmm. position. Their setter was taking the ball really high, jump-setting a lot of balls. She wasn't on the run. They just looked really clean when I watched them play. And so I just think that Nebraska is going to have to be that on our side. We're going to have to be clean, hit the ball in bounds, you know, be as powerful as you can, hit the ball in bounds, and be as powerful as you can on serve and still serve in bounds. Um, and then that's when it gets exciting, you know, when we're passing well and serving well, then our hitters are given the chance to do great things. And I guess if they're not doing great things, somebody's coming off the bench to do great things for them. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of where we're at for this weekend. And, you know, then there's always Texas. So Texas up until the last time we played them has never passed well enough to beat us. And, um, the last time we played them, which I think was in the tournament last year, we got knocked out by Texas. Um, they just passed so well we couldn't defend all three hitters every time we're just not big enough we weren't tall enough we weren't reaching high enough to get any good blocks and texas is the first time i've seen a texas team pass that well so we'll see if we have a shot at texas it's because we're serving so tough that they're passing is just off yeah nebraska is normally not going to beat teams uh with big hits right they're going to defend uh they're going to pass at a high level they're going to serve at a high level that's kind of the recipe for john cook Right, and that's what happened when – I don't know if you guys remember the Final Four when it was in Kansas yeah. City in 2017. It was my 40th birthday, so we were in Kansas mm-hmm. City. We weren't supposed to win. You know, Kelly Hunter, Michaela Fecky, they were younger, and we weren't supposed to win that game, you know, those games. And to see them, you know, beat Florida that has, you know, six, eight players, you know, being able to do what they do against them, it really just came down to serving tougher than the other team. And then they can't set the six, eight girls. Yeah. You know, and so that was that was really exciting to watch them do that as kind of a smaller team beat a bigger team. Yeah. And that's actually what I'm talking to my 14 club team about right yeah. now is that we might not be the tallest, biggest, strongest 14 team out there, but can we out team the other team? Yeah. You know, what can we do to, you know, beat a team that's got bigger, taller, stronger hitters? Yeah. Well, you hit it at the setter. If you hit it at the setter, the setter can't yeah. set the big players. So. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that Nebraska's going to have to do to beat Texas, and mm-hmm. if we can take them out of system, then we got a shot at it. But mm-hmm. it's just when they're that big and coming at us with six hitters like that, it's it's tough to to do that three sets mm-hmm. in a row 
to no. win the match. Well, it's not uncommon we to m- see girls that are six seven, six eight, as you mentioned in college volleyball. We've seen it from Stanford in the past. I think BYU's had a couple of girls like that. Wisconsin was Schreck, uh, who is six nine. What what's the biggest girl you remember playing against? And what were the sizes? Have they, have they grown dramatically since your day uh, at Nebraska? Yeah, so we played against Texas Tech, and they had a six eight girl who was really skinny. And I remember Kim Barron yeah. going up on a swing and knocking her to the ground, like to the ground, like it yeah. was part of the replay, <laughs> like highlight reel for the yeah. for the whole year. Um, but you know, when we were playing in club tournaments around the country, you know, the um, the Stanford player. Yeah. from Kansas. Yeah. We watched her play since she's been 12. And you yeah. can just tell that, you know, she was six foot something as yeah. a 12 year old and she had coordination yeah. and she could swing. And I just think the way that the juniors volleyball is these days is that there's performance training specifically for volleyball. You know, people are playing volleyball at kindergarten. You know, you know, you have a taller girl. You're- What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're going to put her in volleyball and basketball, and they're starting sooner. So I think what we're seeing is, you know, the 6'8", 6'5", girls, you know, they had parents that played volleyball. Yeah. So they're, they're, you know, second and third generation volleyball players, and they're just more coordinated. Yeah. Back when I played those super tall girls had never touched a volleyball until they were in high school and they couldn't function as, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time, (laughs) which I might even put myself in that category sometimes. (laughs) So um, I think you're just seeing more athletic, taller girls, if that makes any sense at all. What are you, uh, 6'2"? 6'2", 6'3"? I am between 6'2 and 6'3", but after having kids, I'm definitely closer to the 6'2". I've kind of shrunk a little bit. What's going on at uh, Husker 1 these days? So Nebraska won. Um, like I said, we're I've, I'm coaching a 14 team and a 12 team this season, and so we're just starting preseason practices and just you know working through those girls on uh, how to be a better team than maybe the other team. And then our classes just went online, so we started kindergarten, and I just posted all of our classes online last week, and you can register for the January 17th start of our session one, and then session two starts in March to get those you know. Super tall kindergartners playing a little volleyball. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tanya Taki, former Husker great, and now the head of Nebraska one as well, the head uh, coach there. Great stuff this season. Hopefully it continues after this weekend, and we can talk some more next week. Yes, if we're talking on the radio next week, good things had to happen. Yeah, that that's definitely the case. That would have meant they would have beaten Texas or Washington. Uh, and then, of course, Illinois for a third time, which will be uh, difficult enough. Great stuff, Tanya. We'll talk to great. you uh, hopefully next week awesome thanks uh tanya taki of nebraska one um the girls are getting really tall and, and they're good i mean and <laughs> it's what she mentioned a lot of times i think in you know the 90s uh, when she was playing um girls would you know play basketball and then you know maybe by the time you're a junior senior then you take up volleyball or maybe even as a sophomore girls are taking a volleyball you know that's 
now fourth, fifth grade or earlier. Oh, yeah. It's become um, an industry unto itself. Yeah, and especially in here in Nebraska, it's cool to see that happen. Creighton, by the way, one of the teams that was upset. There's only two teams that didn't make it um, that were that were seeded to make it. Um, Creighton was one of them. They lost to Kansas, who's now in the Sweet 16. And uh, Kentucky, actually, the other one. Nebraska's matchup was supposed to be Kentucky, right. but Illinois yeah. beat them. And Illinois kind of surprised everybody yep. by doing that. So the Big, tw- Big Ten, like it always does, dominating in the Sweet 16. They have six of the Sweet 16 teams. That's more than anybody else. That's Every, the next highest conference has three. So. So uh, Nebraska, Purdue, uh, let's see, obviously Wisconsin, yeah. uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm probably missing a few. Minnesota and Illinois. Minnesota, Minnesota and Illinois. Uh, there you go. That's six. Uh, well done. Uh, and the, the, all those the teams, Penn State didn't make it. Um, yeah. Although it was kind of an off year for Penn State. Uh, and it would have been kind of cool to play Kentucky because they were the champions, so you right. could have knocked them off their yep. – but Illinois did that for you. Now you have, I guess, you, you could say an easier path, um, a surprising path, but still the team that beat the, the defending champs is out in front of you. Both, uh, both Louisville and Kentucky are protégés. That, 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 that's who runs those organizations, uh, protégés of John Cook. I mean, he's got some assistants throughout the country that are just everywhere. Illinois, uh, their head coach, slipping me, uh, but she was at Nebraska as well. So uh, John Cook, unlike Tom Osborne, where – his assistants would just stay at Nebraska forever. Cook's assistants get the information, and then they go somewhere else, and they win. Yeah. And they win at a high level. That guy has a coaching tree that's a little ridiculous. Uh, it's really impressive. So there you go. Um, as we mentioned, my Miami finally fired Manny Diaz. It, <laughs> they just had to hire Mario Cristobal before they could do it. They were, they were doing interviews with Mario Cristobal uh, the whole time that Manny Diaz was out recruiting. They finally fired him this morning. Uh, and then I guess, you know, they've, they've got Cristobal. I like that. Nebraska should have taken that approach to say, we're going to go flirt around with people and see if we can pull anybody yeah. in. But until then, we're sticking with Frost. <laughs> That's just a bad look, isn't it? It is. That's a really bad look. Um, but and, and it also is, is weird to me still that Mario Cristobal thinks that he can win. Just Maybe... I just don't know. I mean, it's different for Frost to leave UCF for a, right. you know, a group of five gig for a power five gig. You're leaving a power five gig for another power five gig, but one power five gig is way better than the other. I mean, let's face it. Oregon is a way better, way better job with Nike money right now uh, than is Miami. I know Miami has talked a lot about um, renewing their facilities, making their facilities a you know, much better than they have yeah. been, uh, and spending a lot of money in that area. And I know there must be some sort of guilt, if you will, from Mario Cristobal to go back home because he played there and he coached there. But that's a big, that's a big risk for, with your career, I think. It is. It's quite a big risk, and but I mean, it, it just kind of Miami's the perfect example of why Oregon, despite the yeah. Nike money, might not be like forever in place as a, as a as a power. I mean, because that's what you thought about Miami. They were winning five different titles with three different coaches, whatever it was in the eighties, yeah. and you just thought, with all the players that are around here, this will never fall down. But no program, you know, is is <laughs> is Teflon. No, no program can 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 say that they're always going to be there. Alabama's, Oklahoma's, all these programs have their ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just fascinated to see what Oregon will do next because it, you know, Cristobal kind of seemed to steady them there after they they kind of made some mistakes uh, with their last coaching hire. So um, 
I don't know where they where they go from here. And if it's Chip Kelly, I I just don't yeah. think that's I think that's wishing that it was two thousand ten again. I, I don't think it is. They can get somebody good. Yeah, I, I would target. I would go right after Dave Aranda. Yeah, I don't I know go, if he would necessarily want to go there. Um, to you Oregon? wonder about Big Twelve instability. Well, it's the same thing you're just saying. I mean, Oregon's got is, is stable. I, I get that, but coming off your 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 first Big Twelve championship in your second year, don't you think you might want to see what you have in Baylor? You're recruiting in Texas. Yeah, I mean, but you got your own things going on in Baylor that are pretty good. Yeah, but it's it's a rather unstable conference. I mean. He's going to make it. He's going to be fine no matter what yeah, he does because yeah, he he's a great coach and he's always going to find footing. But there's a little instability. I know you're bringing Cincinnati some others uh, to the Big 12 to try to you know, solve the problem of Oklahoma and, uh, and Texas going to the SEC. I just think, uh, I think it's a big risk, Cristobal, leaving Oregon to go to a, a – which was – it's been a bad job and it's not like they've had bad coaches. Mark Rick was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he was a really good coach at Georgia. He wasn't, you know, Kirby Smart, but he was a really good coach, and he couldn't save it. And Manny Diaz, I thought, was going to be good. It, it did, but they've been through Al Golden. They've been through a lot. Al, yeah. They've been through so many Randy coaches. Randy Shannon, it's, a lot of guys. Nobody, it's not worked. Yeah. Uh, it's not worked at all. So, I mean, if you believe those other coaches are good, and I do, that went there and tried to save Miami, it tells me that that's not a great job. And maybe you could just say, well, we'll throw money at the problem with a great coach and better facilities. Good luck to, with that because uh, Nebraska's doing that, and it hasn't worked yet either. Well, boy, the ACC needs it. College football always talk about how it's better when Nebraska's better. Yeah, yeah I miss Miami and Florida State too. having key you know, ACC too. battles. And, and Texas. And, yeah. I mean, and USC. Yeah, I, I, I miss hating Texas winning right. all the time. Yeah, I, I, want it, I want Texas to be good so I can hate them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't care right now as they are. Um, let's get to break, finish out with the pregame. Nick and Rico will be in here and we'll talk to them about a variety of different topics. We'll do it coming up next. To Tom and Bach, watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.